Chapter 3 of Concerning Virgins, Book the Third. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Concerning Virgins by St. Ambrose, Book the Third, Chapter 3. Virgins are exhorted to avoid visits, to observe modesty, to be silent during the celebration of the mysteries after the example of Mary. Then after narrating the story of a heathen youth and saying of a poet, St. Ambrose relates a miracle wrought by a holy priest. I will too that visits amongst the younger, except such as may be due to parents and those of like age, be few. For modesty is worn away by intercourse and boldness breaks forth Laughter creeps in, and bashfulness is lessened, whilst politeness is studied. Not to answer one who asks a question is childishness, to answer is nonsense. I should prefer, therefore, that conversation should rather be wanting to a virgin than abound. For if women are bidden to keep silence in churches, even about divine things, and to ask their husbands at home, what do we think should be the caution of virgins, in whom modesty adorns their age, and silence commends their modesty. Was it a small sign of modesty that when Rebecca came to wed Isaac, and saw her bridegroom, she took a veil, that she might not be seen before they were united? Certainly the fair virgin feared not for her beauty, but for her modesty. What of Rachel? How she, when Jacob's kiss had been taken, wept and groaned, and would not have ceased weeping, had she not known him to be a kinsman. So she both observed what was due to modesty, and omitted not kindly affection. But if it is said to a man, Gaze not on a maid, lest she cause thee to fall, what is to be said to a consecrated virgin who, if she loves, sins in mind, if she is loved, in act also? The virtue of silence, especially in church, is very great. Let no sentence of the divine lessons escape you. If you give ear, restrain your voice, utter no word with your lips which you would wish to recall, but let your boldness to speak be sparing. For in truth, in much speaking, there is abundance of sin. To the murderer it was said, Thou hast sinned, be silent, that he might not sin more. But to the virgin it must be said, be silent, lest thou sin. For Mary, as we read, kept in heart all things that were said concerning her son. And do you, when any passage is read where Christ is announced as about to come, or is shown to have come, not make a noise by talking, but attend? Is anything more unbecoming than the divine words should be so drowned by talking as not to be heard, believed, or made known? that the sacraments should be indistinctly heard through the sound of voices, that prayer should be hindered when offered for the salvation of all. The Gentiles pay respect to their idols by silence, of which this instance is given. As Alexander, the king of the Macedonians, was sacrificing, the sleeve of a barbarian lad, who was lighting the lamp for him, caught fire and burned his body, yet he remained without moving, and neither betrayed the pain by a groan, nor showed his suffering by silent tears. 
such was the discipline of reverence in a barbarian lad that nature was subdued. Yet he feared not the gods, who were no gods, but the king. For why should he fear those who, if the same fire had caught them, would have burned? How much better still is it, where a youth at his father's banquet is bidden not to betray by coarse gestures his unchaste loves? And do you, holy virgin, abstain from groans, cries, coughing, and laughter at the mystery? Can you not at the mystery do what he did at a banquet? Let virginity be first marked by the voice. Let modesty close the mouth. Let religion remove weakness, and habit instruct nature. Let her gravity first announce a virgin to me, a modest approach, a sober gait, a bashful countenance, and let the march of virtue be preceded by the evidence of integrity. That virgin is not sufficiently worthy of approval, who has to be inquired about when she is seen. There is common story now, when the excessive croaking of frogs was resounding in the ears of the faithful people, the priest of God bade them to be silent and show reverence to the sacred words, and then at once the noise was stilled. Shall then the marshes keep silence and not the frogs? And shall irrational animals re-acknowledge by reverence what they know not by nature? While the shamelessness of many is such, that many care not to pay that respect to the religious feelings of their minds, which they do to the pleasure of their ears. End of chapter 3, Book the Third